Hello and welcome to episode seven of Success and Soccer. Uh, today we have on me, Tom Stackhouse, your host, as well as Dwayne Dove. What's going on? And we have a new guy in, in the building today, Danny McDonald. How we doing, Dan? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Good. We are. Uh, we're going to be bringing Dan on to to discuss. Um, Champions League, EPL, all that kind of stuff, and kind of give us a third voice for, for those kind of uh, podcast episodes. So today, kind of gave the spoiler away there, we're going to be focusing on Champions League and um, a couple EPL games. So um, let's get right into it, boys. Uh, we, we, all watched, we all watched the past couple days. Um, overall, before we get into each game, how do you guys think the competition's been going in the round of sixteen? Yeah, it's been interesting for sure. Um, that's Champions League for you. You never can really tell what's going to happen, and it's, uh, it's why we love the sport. Uh, a lot less goals than I was anticipating. I thought you know, PSG and Dortmund would open each other up pretty early. Didn't really happen, but we can get more into that later. Um, but overall, it's definitely interesting. Atalanta was able to break through. thought it was a very good game, and uh, lots more. So we'll get into that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, definitely interesting. Again, not as many fireworks as we thought was going to happen, but at the same time, I, I still thought it was good four games. Um, so we'll hop in right away. We'll hop in with probably the most most talked about game of, of the round so far has been Liverpool at Atletico Madrid. A question mark. Huge question mark. It's a little biased. He's a, he's a Liverpool fan, so we'll give him that one. No, no. <laughs> We've had now off air three times we all three of us have had a discussion about this now. yeah, yeah that, so, is, that is true that we'll, is true all right, all right all right let's 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 get into it let's get into it all right so if you if you didn't watch the game you didn't see the highlights atletico at home beats liverpool 1-0 um i'm kick it to i'll kick it to you two since i'm being biased already i'll kick it to you two first <laughs> to, um, to give us give us some of your analysis what do you what do you guys think how the game went yeah i think atletico did what Atletico's great at, which is um, keeping it tight, keeping it very compact, and looking for those one-nil victories, um, even at home. You know, they, uh, they they took their chances when they had them, and they uh, limited Liverpool to minimal. And, and in fact, they've got zero shots on target all ninety minutes. So um, I think job well done for Simeone. He'll definitely take that and uh, go into Anvil with it with the next leg. Uh, I think I think the the, the storyline that people were saying was that you know Liverpool obviously won the Champions League in Atletico Stadium last year, uh, so there's a lot of recent memory for Liverpool being in that stadium, uh, having their their home fans there. But uh, I think I think the big the big takeaway for me was that Atleti was able to run and run and run and run for 90 minutes. They never stopped. They were pretty relentless. Their central midfielders were controlling the pace of the game, even without the ball. I thought that when they were trying to dump the ball forward, it was pretty effective because they were very clearly keeping the ball away from Van Dyke. They were letting Alvaro Morata pressure Joe Gomez, Trent Alexander, putting them on the back foot, making them play backwards. And when they played backwards, Atleti was fine with it. Um, the key note I wanted to take away from that game was in the 20th minute, Felipe, the Brazilian center back for Atleti, there was a corner kick that he helped earn up upfield. Um, they took Atleti took the corner short, played the ball in the box. Allison collects the ball inside the six. Felipe was behind Allison inside the six. Now, if you watch, if you go back and watch the game, Felipe does not watch the ball. He sprints 80 yards down the field, back to his own left back spot. He's a center back, sorry, not his left back spot. Because their left back, I believe his name is Lodi, he takes their corner kicks. At least the ones on left foot in swingers. So he is about 85 yards out of position. So Felipe, dead sprint back. He's not even watching the ball until he's in midfield. The ball catches up to him. It's Sadio Mane and Jordan Henderson trying to collect the pass from Trent Alexander. He wins the ball, plays it back to the goalie, stops a goal. Like, when you have Sadio Mane and Jordan Henderson pushing and Mo Salas on the left side of the field, it's usually a goal, especially on a counterattack. You have Felipe putting in work that no one is noticing, and I think that that was what was successful for Atleti. Yeah, that's classic Simeone right there, right? That's mm -hmm. what he, he 
continuously gets into his team. Work hard, work for each other, do the hard work, sprint, work your butt off, and good things happen. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Dive in. So here's, here's, what, I'm, here's what I'm going to say to both of you. Okay. That aside, the hard work, the rah-rah, that's fine. That's, that's fine in your own stadium. That's, that's going to that's gonna work for you. I think Atletico was, was good, not great defensively. My takeaway mainly from the game was how poor we were, Liverpool was, in the final third. I would agree no real that. teeth, No real teeth in the game. Didn't really get moving. You can, really, you, you can look at different parts of the game where – and it's not, just, it's not just the front three. It's not just the midfield. The whole, the whole team collectively put up a stinker. Um, just, but, it, for example, Bobby Firmino gets a ball, gets a ball on the right side outside the 18, takes a touch, and it, and it goes six yards out of bounds. How many, times, how many times a year does that happen? But that's been the story of the last – what three weeks for you guys? It's been underperforming, underperforming. One nil wins, and you scrape it. That's you, know, you guys that's, had a good win against Norwich at Norwich. It's that's Norwich, tough. bottom of the table, <laughs> Norwich. Okay. So listen, you guys, you, you can say whatever you want about us scraping out wins. We're sitting twenty-two points that's clear right now. That, that's, well. what, so, that's what good teams do. I'm, yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm not, I'm not knocking Liverpool. So, Nothing's going to be perfect. My point. My point to that is. You're we've playing been, against you're playing been, against a team that knows exactly what you're good at. On the front foot, Liverpool plays the most forward passes in Europe, period. They're good at going forward. But now, here's the problem with, with you guys saying that. They still did it. They just didn't put the they didn't get the, the chances on target. They didn't get the chances that they normally get. And I don't think you can credit You can't at, you can't credit Athletic Atletico for a hundred percent of it. Oh I think ninety five percent. Come on, dude. Real, real quick, I just I just wanna take a big picture look at Liverpool so for the last 15-20 years they've been a multi-billion dollar organization who've done a great job at marketing themselves as a little guy because we don't spend that much money we sell players like Coutinho high plug someone else in they do they do great in the system this and that now the arrogance is kicking in. There's no arrogance. There's just, no arrogance. You just said it. You're not. There's no give arrogance. Atleti, you just said you're not going to give Atleti any credit. For not said. Did win. not say that. You basically. I said <laughs> I don't give them full credit. You do need not to give them enough course, credit. Of course not. I don't whenever, give them enough credit because I think that Liverpool was not as good as they normally are, and I don't think it's fully because of the pressure and the defensive defensive be, coverage that Atletico there's had. There's going to be mistakes. There's, there was tons of there was this is the there bias was we're talking four about. or five times. There was four or five times when Liverpool were getting getting the ball into Asala or Amane inside the box, and it's going wide, or it's 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 little things like that that didn't work for Liverpool that day. Yeah. I do think that they defend it well. When Trent Alexander-Arnold is hitting the first defender he had a six game. or seven times, yeah. it's, it's, it's not your day. It the really boys, isn't the your boys, day. To your but, point, the boys weren't on their A game. But you can't say that Atletico's tactical prowess and the way they approached the game didn't affect the way you guys play. 100%. Because now, now looking back, the last, the last two times that we've lost now Liverpool have been in September to Napoli where they did the same thing. And uh, well, we lost to Aston Villa, but that doesn't count. We were it's the realistic. kids. It's it the, the kids. kids. It's the kids. It yeah, count. that's fine. It's fine. And then, and then this week against Atletico, where it was the two two same formations that, and and they caused a lot of problems for us. But you also got to take into account the atmosphere you're going into. That's two really really tough stadiums to go into and perform. When's the last time Atletico lost at home? It's yeah, been a while. It's definitely been a while. And let, let's note last year, round of 16, Atleti drew Juve. They won 2-0 at home. Go and lose at the old lady, 3-0. They're out. I'm not going to be surprised. I, I won't be surprised at either result in the second leg, to be honest with you. I think Atleti could hold. I think Liverpool could counter yeah, it them and, and, and open them up. It's, it's not going to be easy. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, Atleti deserve the golf clap. They deserve the praise. Whenever there's a winner, there's a loser. Multiple factors. Liverpool weren't great, but Atleti were great. They did yeah. everything that they had to do to win the game. They created multiple chances. That game could have been two or three. Agreed there. One. Agreed yeah. there. It so definitely could. Before we move on, can we just talk about the substitutions? Um, Mane on a yellow card, continuing to, to get into challenges. Klopp pulls him off to, I guess, wrap him in cotton and make sure he doesn't get a second yellow. Um, putting him out of the the home leg um, against Atleti. 
subs on Origi, puts him out on the left. Thoughts before I before I give my thoughts on his performance. So I got no problem with him taking Mane off in that situation. Yeah, refereeing really was smart. the refereeing was suspect in some parts of the game. I, I I'm not gonna Agreed. not gonna use that as a crutch for Liverpool because they were poor in a lot of situations, but. The refereeing was a little poor, and it did look like he kind of had it out. And Atletico knew that they that he was kind of on top of Sadio, and any chance they got, they were looking to kind of get him get him in some trouble. So I don't mind the sub. What I do mind is it in that game where we're talking about Atletico coming in and 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 defending with basically ten guys behind the ball and 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 making it really tough for Liverpool to have any chances. Putting Divac in that spot where he's basically slowing the game up. Getting the ball, taking 10, 15 seconds, letting Atletico get behind, and then losing the ball isn't isn't really a recipe for for success, and it made it a lot harder to continue to to get to get chances in the box. Second thing I will say about the subbing is I also thought Liverpool, like we said, Liverpool across the board. When you have Van Dyke making mistakes, you know it's not Liverpool's day because yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. But out of all the Liverpool starting eleven, I think I thought uh, Mo Salah had the most spark and the, and the best game. I don't understand the subbing of him at that point. He's not he's not in car trouble there. He's not yeah. he's not and you guys losing have- his head. He's making 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 runs and creating chances. And it seemed like that that sub was a little bit more puzzling. I get maybe trying to put Divac in there and, and, and the some, left. some not, Champions League magic like not, like not, last year. Central, though. Central. He's got to play central. Duroc is not a wide player. Especially on the left. He's super right-footed. If you watched the 10-15 minutes where you guys got a little bit of energy, you guys were pushing, you guys were pushing, you pulled out Mane, he comes in, the ball's going forward a lot, and I thought that was the moment where you guys want to take over the tie. However, Origi is super right-footed, and like you said, he comes in, he takes two, three extra touches. Defenders know he's not going to go down the line on his left foot because he can't use it, and it's it's an easy steal almost two or three times in a row. So for me, he's got to play central. He's got to he's got to find an, a better system that works if you're going to put him in. Find a way to get someone else out on the right or on the left, and, and let him play centrally where he's dangerous, where he scored those goals for you guys last season. So for me, that that was a big piece for me there. Uh, yeah, just for the second tie. I mean, I, th- I thought taking off Mane was smart. Uh, you said Salah had the spark, but he really didn't have the finishing touch. I thought it was okay. Bring someone else on, see if they had that touch because he was in the right positions at the right time, getting sh- some shots off and whatnot. Um, I just think something to look for in the second leg. I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is going to start. I think they're going to try to use his pace, go at them. Might even bring in someone like uh, Shakiri take in, have some touches, and keep going forward at him. I think that's what you got to do. And I think Klopp is smart enough and, and will do it. Before we get into pr- predictions to, for the f- to finish the leg, I just have one final thing, and let me, let me see if you guys agree with me. Okay. Liverpool tucks away one of the chances that they had, which they had a couple. They, mm-hmm. kept put, they, they mm-hmm. missed a couple chances on target. One chance goes in, that, in, in the back of the net. This is a completely different story, and I, and I want you both to admit it. That this is a completely different story, and that would be considered a masterclass from Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool. No, um, why? I, why? It won't be. A, it wouldn't. Why? Masterclass is too big. Why? Masterclass is too big. Why? Because you're not dominant. Relax. Relax. Why? I'm scratching his neck. It wouldn't be a masterclass. The word masterclass means means for me you're dominating Top and you're bottom. creating minute one. And you're creating so many chances that there's no way you should potentially lose this game. If you were tied or maybe even two one. The amount of chances that Letty also had, don't forget him on Morata, wide open in the 18, slips right before he, he hits it, right? That could have been a goal as well. The Mo Salah one where he hits it left foot and someone heads it right before it gets the line, that's another goal. So for me, it probably could have finished 2-2, two, 3-2. Two, two. When you say masterclass, that means you're dominating In a way performance. In a way performance in Champions League. That for, would be a masterclass. It, it would no. not At, be a masterclass. Why no. not? It, because, because, that, <laughs> because, the, because maybe from Klopp's ta- tactical perspective, you could say Klopp was a masterclass, but they weren't prepared. Like, like they, they truly weren't. Henderson was sloppy. First touch. 
they, they took away they took away an extra three yards of space he usually operates with and it seemed like he was a little frazzled I'm not saying he was I'm just saying he looked it yeah and when you have when you have a your captain your your so-called skipper who's getting a little frazzled you're gonna look at other guys get a little frazzled Van Dyke when he was up front Mo Salah had that header that went wide he definitely wants that one back yeah, but 100%. but Van Dyke yeah. was Van Dyke was on the front line there he's standing in the middle of the box for maybe 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 a minute and a half, and in in a game time seems like an eternity. He's waving his hand. He looks frustrated. The ball isn't getting swung in. Trent wasn't getting good balls in all day, so he didn't want to play that ball. He waited till he could get it to Joe Gomez, who played it in. It was, I I, I don't think it was a masterclass. I think it would have been more of a this is how good Liverpool is right now rather than a masterclass because they could put out a stinker against and, a, and still a, get a, result, a real right. solid team. It wouldn't be a masterclass. It would be this is just how good they are in the year. It would have been a good result on the road. I think it if it's a tie, it would have been, very, it would have been very good. It wouldn't have been a masterclass because a masterclass would have been great possession, broke down lanes. They weren't doing any of that. They would have scraped by with a goal and, and so I don't think it would have been a master class. Now, if you go and dominate at home, then we can revisit that. Okay. And we'll, in, in three weeks, when the next round's done, <laughs> we will visit that when we're going through the picks and who's coming to Liverpool next All right. next month. <laughs> wow. Don't jinx your squad, bro. I mean, it, it, you sound you sound like <laughs> Henderson. He's like, they're celebrating like they won the title. Dude, you're, you're the best team in the world. By far, no one's arguing it. They're going to celebrate. A lot of like people are arguing it, actually. That's why. No, that's why there's a chip on my skip. shoulder. There's why there's a chip <laughs> on Jordan Henderson's no, shoulder. No, there's skip. Those are Skip Bayless people saying they're not the best team in the world. Skip they Bayless. really are. They're just trying. They're just trying to spin a story and a debate and get people talking. Everyone knows if if you pay any attention, you you know that they're the best team in the world. They're the I, most consistent team. I, in the agree. World right now. I agree. I know you agree. I agree. But I'm just saying. I, I'm not five, a Liverpool fan, but they. they I'm pretty just sure are. it's five losses since 2018, and people still like to argue that. It's true. But we'll get off the Liverpool train because yeah. I'm getting a little too worked up. Yeah, I was, I was going to suggest Because these guys, <clears throat> Man U fans, they, they just love to talk about Champions let's, League. Let's slide over Ugh. to Dortmund PSG, which is the other tie um, on the day. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, it, it's, it's an Erling Holland show. It's a great day. He's unreal, man. He's, yeah. He looks like, first of all, he looks like a bad guy in a Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> And that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's guy, yeah. And he's just—he's fun to watch. He's—he's he's just just class right now, man. What, what is it? He leads—he leads Europe in goals in the Champions League. Um, he basically scores on on command whenever he wants to put the ball in it. Whenever he wants to change the game, he's gonna do it. Yeah. When was the first time you heard of Erling Haaland? Uh Probably at Salzburg after he scored. What, what was what was last? What was it? The U twenties last year when he had nine goals. He had nine goals against. <laughs> I think it was Honduras. Yeah, I oh, mean, wow. like, just it, it was like seeing Adam Sandler play dodgeball with children in Billy Madison. <laughs> and he's just another level. Yeah, right now he's, doing I, he's like grown men now. He, he's gonna he's gonna cool off. Like we can just say it. We've we've seen Mbappe go through great stretches. Mm-hmm. We've seen him. Slow down. It's what happens. People learn your game. It's what happens with Patrick Mahomes. It, all sports. It just yeah. happens. They learn your game. They learn your style. They know what you like to do. They slow you down because other people are great. But, I mean, mate, how do you slow down someone who's massive, fast, can shoot on both feet, and is just like he has everything in the, in the toolbox? He has literally everything. I think he, I agree he has everything. But again, there's, there's room for there's improvement. Days, there's, there's definitely room for improvement. But there's. There's days where Cristiano gets stopped. There's days where Messi gets stopped. It doesn't come as often. Cristiano's won a Champions League on the back of Sergio Ramos scoring in the 94th minute. Like, like, Dwayne's getting upset. I know. What? I'm just, <laughs> what? <laughs> when, when we were just talking about Atleti, they were up one nothing for like 85 minutes on Real. Sergio Ramos Header. broke the ice, yeah. 94th minute. And then... It, credit to Ronaldo, he did score that incredible. How did they get over, there in the first place? You can't that, say he's won that it on incredible the back. overtime. They won goal. it on the back of Cristiano Th- all it, no, season. No, that incre- about one game though. No, no, no. The incredible overtime goal that Ronaldo scored in the Champions League final was sweet. The penalty kick, yeah, earned by someone else, and then he put it away. That was, that was let's awesome. get back on topic. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. anyway. So, <laughs> but on that game, I, I thought it was it was a, a very good game. I thought it was it was pretty back and forth at, at times. Um, very physical. 
which is fun to watch. Guys getting in. You even see Neymar getting in and getting a little physical, a little, a little, a little push right. there. Surprised yeah. he didn't break a rib, but yeah. Dude, he dove so many times in this game as well. I know it's the same rhetoric over and over again, but it's just getting to the point where it's like, how are you still making calls for this guy? Uh, it, like, dude, I mean, it's embarrassing, honestly. It's embarrassing to watch I, I'm, at times. I'm sure every single, every single soccer fan or or even casual fan is tired of of the diving. It just it needs to stop. But on the other side, I, I thought Neymar was very good. I thought Mbappe was very good. I just think PSG, or I'm sorry, uh, Dortmund was better. I thought PSG as, as a whole relied a little bit too much on Mbappe and Neymar, which which they get away with. But again, like, in league, and they yeah. they don't they won't get away but with it in Champions League, they, Champions they League especially the away. Five years. Yeah, especially away. It's a shock for them. I feel like every time they play. Uh, a decent side outside of France that they're like, oh wow, people can actually pass the ball and keep possession. Like we're not used to this. Mm-hmm. You know, they get drug all over the place. Um, the midfield looks in shambles at, at times. Um, I thought Verratti had a good game in the midfield, but again, picks up a, a silly yellow card and now is out for the away leg. Um, so they're going to have to start maybe Sarabia or someone with with some teeth in there to try to try to balance balance that out. Um, Emery Sean, again, coming over from uh, Juventus um, early in the week, made the full full transfer. He was on loan initially, but I thought he played really well. Um, Axel Witzel, again, in that 5-2-3 uh, um, shape, those two are paramount for them to, to keep the ball and keep shape, and I thought the two of them did really, really well, especially when you're playing against the likes of Mbappe and Neymar and Di Maria who are really tricky players, guys who can create off the dribble um, and make things happen. So credit to credit to Dortmund, and uh, you know I'm excited to see what they do in the second leg. It could be interesting. So two things, two things. I think the away goal could be big for PSG. For sure. Um, I think that's that's something that that's a little worrisome for Dortmund, especially going to Paris. Um, and my last thing, really, on this game. Well, two two last things. One, how would you guys think of the debut for the for the young American? Comes in right away, gets an assist within what um, two three two, minutes. Three minutes, yeah, yeah. Good um, ball too. And I mean, Holland, Holland made a meal, mate. made a meal from that with that touch and just buried it. <laughs> but that was that was a great pur- ball. That was a purposeful touch into space off the left foot. That was and great. Just smacks it. And you you go back and and watch the goal and just listen to the ball rip against the back of the net you just hear the goal shake like that's that's a 19 year old left footed unreal bomb but no I, I think Gio Gio performed well in the time that he had and I think that assist is awesome for his confidence yeah for and, sure and in the long run it helps us as American soccer fans it helps us in the long run that he continues to play well and get that confidence um yeah and uh credit to the manager for putting him in I mean how old is he 17 18, 18 Favre. Yeah. He's 18. 18, yeah. 17, 17 and a half, 18 years old to, to, for your coach to be like, all right, you're playing against PSG at home. Go ahead in there and show me what you can do. That says a lot about who he, he is as a player and who he is as a person. That He's 17, I'm sorry. He's, yeah, 17. He's, he's so, 17, I believe. He's six foot one. Uh, he's, he's a big body. Yeah. Um, he, pe- people have been, obviously, drawing the comparison with Christian Pulisic. I think... Even though they're, they're similar positions and similar styles, they are two different players. Christian doesn't rely on his, uh, his size because he doesn't have a size advantage on anyone. Um, so what Christian had to do from a young age, because he was always small and playing up in age groups, um, I, th- I think Christian had to learn quickly to play this type of game where he had to pass the ball quickly to the correct foot, move into space. I think Gio was a bigger sized kid who was able to muscle people off the ball. So when you're when you're watching him, you know, obviously Fox Soccer covers the Bundesliga on uh, you know Saturday and Sunday morning. So if you end up watching him play his league games, uh, he's constantly uh, adjusting his game to be. Um, he's constantly adjusting his game to be able to play the correct foot and be able to um, find the right pass and uh, play it the right way and move off the ball. So what Christian was a little more developed with at this stage in his career, um, you're going to see Gio kind of take off in the next, uh, by, by May, as he's getting more professional minutes, 
and the experience is, is under him, you're going to see him really take off the next couple months with a lot more minutes, a lot more action on the ball. Um, I think Dortmund over the next two years are really going to rely on him on the outside when Jaden Sancho gets his big payday going back home to England. Um, Man United, baby. He's coming. <laughs> what, what, no, he's where, not. Wherever he ends up going. Um, City. They're, they're going to really kind of uh, effort, effortlessly uh, put Gio Reyna in that wing, wing role, and you're going to see a lot more minutes and action from him. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a dangerous team, Holland. Gio, even Young Hazard there. Um, didn't have a great, great showing, but he did, he did well enough um, for the 60-odd minutes he was in. And then <coughs> Jordan Sancho, you alluded to earlier, massive, massive game for him. Almost scored a couple times, um, but he's really one of those players you got to watch out for. And, and with Jaden Sancho, a lot of people put him in, like, top five players in the world. I don't know if I'd go that far, but what he can do is – take a half chance yeah. and oh, yeah. put it wherever he wants, whether it be an assist or a goal. It's unbelievable to watch. And a little shout-out to Erling Haaland because he could have gone to any team in the world. He could have gone to Real Madrid. He could have gone to Barcelona, been the front man anywhere, gotten a huge payday at 19. He decided Dortmund's really good with development, whether it be strikers. I don't know if you heard of Robert Lewandowski, but he played there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, I think he looks at players like that, and he's like, you know, these guys take stepping stones mm -hmm. and he was at a point where the sport coverage and the money is so huge that he was able to skip the stepping stone like like Dortmund and he was smart enough and sound of mind uh, to, to just take his proper steps and he's just going to get better and better yeah it's, and it's incredible he's I got totally a great support agree. It's a great support system right yeah. his dad yeah. was a professional was player professional. Played, played for city years. right in Leeds yeah. as well oh, it um, is. Yeah. so the, i think that's that's the main reason he he almost went to united um but what they were were asking for contract contract wise um united wasn't willing to do um his dad came out and said that they they didn't want to go to a big club. They had a lot of you know opportunities, like you said, to, to go ahead and do that. But he his dad's been in those shoes, and he mm -hmm. knows what it takes for for it's players always, to to go in and, yeah. and develop the correct way. It's so, always good to have that kind of stuff. Where yes, he could have went in there, but how many times have we seen, especially and, and again, this isn't a shot at Man United and Man United fans, but how many times have we seen young guys go there and with a lot of potential and kind of burn out in the past couple of years because it right. is such a massive club. You're not yeah. talking about like Jesse Lingard, right? <laughs> Should be playing the championship. Jesse Lingard, who's still a kid, <laughs> but he's also older than I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but but really, and that's it, it's it's really cool because. Um, Gio Reyna's in the same shoes. His dad, captain, yeah. the, the, I think, 02 and I'm pretty 06 sure his, World I'm pretty Cup sure Holland yeah. and, and uh, Reyna played together at City. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Cla Claudia. Claudio. Claudio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Claudio. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. is a Houston coach now. Yeah. He, he just got done with the U-20s. So he's at Tab Ramos, now you bring him up. He's got a huge influence on the young guys with the U.S. He still talks to all of them. I was just reading an article he did with Brian Chiaretta. I mean, he's got huge connections with all of them and, and it's pretty cool to see these guys grow in major clubs yeah. in in germany especially because that's where a lot of americans tend to go yeah, yeah for sure cool all right so moving on to our third game was uh atalanta at home versus valencia with a 4-1 victory boys what are we thinking there yeah what a game um i don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it at home but go ahead and youtube that game could have been seven five easily um tons of chances um but that's that's atalanta they are the anti-italian team i guess you would say they don't like to sit back they do play three at the back but they're very attacking um and yeah we got your money's worth if you watch this one so we're really just touching on this um but in the second leg Going back to Valencia, do you think Atalanta holds on to kind of that same spirit, or do they, they sit back a little bit more? It's not in their DNA. Not in their DNA to sit back. Um, but again, it's On the road, though, game, man, we, it's like game, we talked about. Yeah, it's game management. Um, they are an attacking team. Every time they played in Champions League home or away, they go after teams, um, i.e. Man City game. Uh, even at that, yeah, they went after Man City and, and kind of made them work for, for their points. Um, so I expect something similar um in spain but again you know they've got they've got a great manager uh, manager on the sideline so he's, he's gonna make the call if he feels like they're starting to get away from um the possession or they're giving up too many chances he'll rein them back in for sure 
Uh, just my, my quick thoughts of it. I think Atalanta were really, really sloppy, which made it an interesting game. And same with Valencia, of course. They broke down. They gave up multiple goals. Uh, Valencia could have had two more if, if, if they put, put away their chances. Um, and they were all based off of Atalanta mistakes. I think this matchup would have been so much better if we got to see uh, Salzburg from Austria uh, play against Atalanta because I think those games would finish like eight to eight because um, Holland wouldn't have left um, Salzburg. He would have left. Mm, he would have. I don't know, think, man. I don't think he would. I think if they if, if they, they go through League, if they go would've... through, I don't think Minamino is gone, and I don't think Holland. <laughs> I don't think. Gone yeah, I don't think either one. But, but until at least the summer. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 overall. Um, I think Atalanta, they're, they're going to keep pressing because it's, it's just what they do. And I think that they feel that they outmatch Valencia, so they're not going to cater to the game rather than just go out and, and play the, their game. Um, but overall, I think uh, Atalanta advances, and anyone that they draw, they're probably going to beat them 2 or 3 nothing. I know it's not a fun pick to make, but I just think Atalanta – holds on to the lead that they have and they're going to end up getting knocked out because they're sloppy in the back and they're not a complete midfield team. On a side note on that, Red Bulls Salisbury got smacked today. 4-1. <laughs> Tough <Just>. times. Yeah, they're <laughs> I mean, they're going to lose their players. Man. I know. Yeah, they're going to lose their manager too, the American Jesse yeah. Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. Who was awesome, Leipzig. by the way. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, love, love seeing him. Leipzig's manager, Nagelsmann, he's going to end up going to Bayern, I believe. And uh, and I think I think the the Red Bull pipeline is going to send send uh, Jesse Marsh to uh, Leipzig over in Germany. All right, and our last game of the week was Spurs versus Red Bull Leipzig, one um, nothing Red Bull on the road in London. Boys, Dan Bueno, you want to start us? Yeah, it's a tough one to watch. Um, you know, I have a little bit of sympathy for Jose and Tottenham. Their players are dropping like flies. Um, son, broken arm, out for the season. Kane, out for the season. Um, but they still got plenty of bodies, man. Um, they, they've got a couple a couple new new guys coming in as well from the academy. They got uh, a couple new signings in January. Um, so they've got the bodies, but do they have the quality? I'm not sure. And do they have the manager that, that matches the type of players that they have? Um, they're in a transition period right now where Jose is trying to form the team around Jose football. But but Tottenham being under um, pots for so long, they're, they're an open, expansive team. They like possession. They go forward quite well. Um, and Jose's, I think, trying to change their DNA a little, little, little bit too much, um, and it's just not the right time for him. Nah, there hasn't been a lot of opportunities in this game for them to, to really put their stamp on it. But uh, you know, credit to Leipzig. Um, they they came in and they did what they had to do. Um, could have been three three one based on the chances that you know that we that we saw, but um, it's going to be difficult for them going to Germany and try to try to chase that. Yeah, it's. It, do you want to go? No, you're right. So, so uh, I think the, the much larger discussion I'm going to touch on but I won't get into is that the Bundesliga takes the month-long break uh, over Christmas. Uh, I think you saw that in that game. I mean, Red Bull, they just looked like they, they were, came out flying. They were refreshed. They had they had three opportunities. In like the first like five minutes, right? In the first 80 seconds of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no, no joke. I did a rewatch today, and they had three like legitimate opportunities by the one minute, 20 second mark. Yeah. They had three legit opportunities. Uh, I think Timo Werner had a great game uh, everywhere but around the goal mouth. Mm-hmm. He could have scored. Least three. three in yeah, the first he half. missed two, maybe three sitters. He yeah. took he took the one, the ball, the ball. So I forget who it was. I, I want to say the center back uh, for Tottenham. He got megged. I, I don't think it was Winks. It was some someone else. But uh, Ben Davies. I think Ben Davies. Yeah. He he got megged, and Timo Werner had a ball where he could have one touch with his left foot and then just put put it anywhere in the net. He took two touches with his right, then tried to toe poke it in. Uh, I thought that. His game was very iffy. Um, overall, he impacted it front to back. But, um, I mean, Leipzig were just better. They were all over the field. They were all over Tottenham at all points. It just – the low block for Tottenham didn't work. They just sat deep. It, they, they just got picked apart. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think 
I think Red Bull was the better team there, but Tottenham still had a couple chances where they could have they could have equalized or even gone ahead. Um, right now, with the injuries and kind of the, the makeover that Josie wants to do, I really don't think Tottenham is good enough for Champions League football. Um, Not this year. Especially missing who your your two best players. It just it, goal scorers, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just it, it's a tough task, and especially going away now down a goal, very tough task. Um, we touched on it. Timo Timo missed two sitters, three sitters really. That could have really really opened the game up. Um, Open it up and and, and shut it down at <laughs> the same time. Like, I know Tottenham, they had like three or four counterattacks, but. That was really it. It never felt sustainable. It didn't think. I, I just didn't think it was going to work at any point in the game. Uh, no, I agree. I do in my notes that I have here. I do like Lacelso. Oh, oh Lacelso's wow. left foot is just. I like him a lot, dude. I love him. Foot's lovely. That free, that free kick <laughs> took the eighty fourth. He's wicked. been he's been underrated for years, just, man. He was at PSG. Box to box, real Betis. He's, 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 all he's all box yeah. to box, winning tackles, yeah. winning tackles, getting chances in, yeah. in, the, in the offensive end. I really liked watching him. He needs more game time um, for sure. I also, it's it's again, he's another guy that's hit or miss. But I think he's always kind of dangerous. Is Lucas Moore? Yeah, I don't, he's always yeah. seems to be in Champions like, League's uh, what semifinals <laughs> last right? year against yeah. Ajax in the Johan Cruyff Arena. Yeah, yeah. destroyed that everyone. That was in, Three that, goals in like what, that five minutes. Yeah. We thought we last year when after old well, Barca Liverpool was pretty insane. Then the next week, right yeah. after we got was, that crazy comeback from oh. Tottenham, and it was just like the most unreal couple right. days. Um, but. I don't think I again like I said I don't think Tottenham is is in the right spot right now to be competing. I think Leipzig goes through yeah. and it's going to be a rebuild for Tottenham. Um, last thing I want to say about this game real quick, Ampadu the center back for Leipzig. A uh, guy pulled his hamstring looks like in like the 82nd minute. He made two like game saving <laughs> uh, challenges. Yeah. L- was limping around Leipzig were out of subs. Yeah. And at the end of the game the camera pans to him. And literally, the whistle blew, and he, and he just drops. Over. <laughs> he <laughs> drops his leg. You could just tell him, like, man, that was that, that's was heart, man. Just a warrior they effort from him. Um, and I, I think it, like, Leipzig kind of has that that Atleti feel, whereas yeah. like they they laid Work. it all out there. They, they, yeah. they gave you everything they got. It's the Red could, Bull DNA. Every could, Red yeah. Bull team plays the same yeah. way. Could have been, could have been three or four, but. but and then overall. the la- last thing I want to touch on in this game is: is there anything to make of the the Josie, Josie versus Deli Alley there towards the end? <sighs> Uh, a little trouble in paradise. I mean, when Josie came in, paradise? <laughs> <laughs> when Josie came in, all he, he had nothing but praise for Deli Alley, yeah. saying, "You're Deli Alley. Go out and play like Deli Alley." Yeah. And now it seems uh, maybe two, three times in the past month where he's come off the field and oh. been frustrated like that. I mean, it could be it could be the fact that they have Chelsea on the weekend, and he's just wrap, wrapping him in cotton and, and just, hey, we need you, we need you to to be at a ten. Um, come the weekend, but he's not—he's not happy. I don't know a lot of like players like him who who does well off of confidence. Confidence players—they don't do well when pulled off the field like that, especially with that much time in the game. Yeah. Um. So that'll be difficult for him, but I think I think they'll get through it. Yeah, I I I don't think there's much to make of it. I think everyone's kind of frustrated there at the moment. Uh, people are going down, and I think. Uh, there's no reason for me to think this, but I think Jose will manage this relationship well enough, and it, it'll. That's it'll, what he does, right? Yeah, man manager. He, yeah, but that's what he. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. What he did at Man U <laughs> is ruin everything. Um, but facts. That that's been his his recent uh, shtick has kind of been the the hard ass kind of coach who thinks that he knows everything. Um, but I don't. I think that he's going to lose. That he's been losing that stink, and I think it'll end up working out well. And uh, I think him and him and Deli will get it worked out and. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll move on and figure it out. Um, yeah, so that's Champions League. The last thing we'll talk about for each game. Um, we got the In three weeks' time, we got the second legs. Who's going through all, all four games? Who's going through for you? Um, I think Liverpool at home, they'll, they'll find it in them somehow, some way to, to pull through against an Atletico. Um, so I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. Um, Dortmund, PSG, home at in Parc de France. This is a hard one. Um, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say PSG. Um, it's break, tough. Break everyone's heart. I, I love Holland. You know he's got what 
seven goals or ten yeah ten goals and seven appearances mm-hmm. um the second youngest player to score ten champions league games first being mbappe so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna it's tough but i'm gonna go psg uh, Atalanta, I think, pushes through. Um, they've got healthy lead there. Even in Spain, I think they'll 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 find the finish line there. Um, I'm gonna go RB Leipzig and Tottenham out. Yeah, mine mine are gonna be boring. I don't have any comebacks. The only hot take I have <laughs> is that Liverpool are gonna get shut out by Atleti in two oh, games. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna finish. It's gonna finish. Uh, You're telling me not to be biased. Oh my god, Tom didn't like biased, that. I'm dude. not even that Letty fan. Just li- listen, listen. I think at Letty they're gonna be relentless in in Anfield. I, I think that uh, they're not gonna be shook by the crowd. I don't think they're gonna be shook by the magic of Anfield, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, just, so I, I think it finishes. Just a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think put it, money on that. One, I man. think I think it finishes nil nil. I take the under. Um, Ooh. So uh, the the Dortmund PSG. I uh, have Dortmund going through. I think Holland gets a brace and Mbappe gets a brace, and uh, and and I think that finishes up. Atalanta they move on two nil in Valencia. It's going to be an easy one. And Leipzig they they might win four nothing five nothing at home. Mm. Only thing I will disagree with with you, Dan. One. Well, actually, it's two things now. <laughs> Because I didn't think you were going to say any of that about Liverpool. <laughs> I think Liverpool goes through. Uh, you can talk all you want about them being able to take care of the crowd and all. Anfield is special, and they're not, they're not getting through there. Roma is more special. Jurgen, you, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp hasn't lost a European competition tie. Do not jinx yourself. Since becoming the coach of Liverpool and playing in Europe. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I, think Dortmund, I think Dortmund goes through away. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see extra time in that game, though. Um, that's that's going to be a very good game. I think it's going to be very tight, and I think we're going to have a, a, another stunner. Um, same thing with you, Dwayne. I don't th- I don't think Valencia can come back. That's that's a that's very disheartening, even though they're going home. So maybe we'll see a little action there. But I think Atalanta goes through. Um, last game, Leipzig I think goes through. But I do want to point out, I've been looking over the scores here from last two months at Tottenham, and they keep grinding out results. So maybe we see something – maybe we see a little little bit of magic from who Joe's. Was on the, who was on the pitch when they grinded that result out, though? You're very true. Very, <laughs> they, very ain't true. they ain't scoring that many. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in that one. But I, I do think – I think Lipsy goes through. But maybe Tottenham gives them a little bit of a scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, and final thing I want to touch on for Champions League is predictions for next week from you boys. We got Chelsea Bayern. Mm. And Napoli Barcelona on Tuesday. What's the what's those games going to be there? Uh, Bayern takes Chelsea. Okay. Uh, Barca. Ooh, Napoli. I'm gonna Lionel Messi's on the pitch. If he's having a good day, it's it's Barca all day. They've been struggling though. To be to be honest, uh, Messi hasn't really hit his top form in the last two or three match days. Um, Barca with a somehow get an emergency striker signing in. Um, we'll have to talk to the Spanish FA about that. He we'll, won't see the field, so. He might, he might, he might. You never know. Um, Griezmann, Griezmann and Messi are, are still trying to, um, you know, find that partnership. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go ahead and say Barca over Napoli, though, over the two legs. Dan? Uh, Chelsea Bayern, I... I would, I would, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I would love to say Chelsea, uh, but, but Bayern's going to run away, you know, three, three nothing. And I think, uh, Barcelona, Napoli, I think, uh, Barca net a late winner. It's going to be two, 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 a late equalizer, uh, two, two, um, little messy magic. They go back to the new camp and, and wrap it up. Um, one thing, Chelsea is home. Stanford bridge could be a little bit of a cauldron. No, mate. I don't think Bayern's shook at all. Okay. No, Bayern is too nice right now. Right, I, right I, now. I think Joshua Kimmich is the most underrated player in the world. That's just my personal. I think he's. I good. think he's good. I think we could see a draw there or Bayern, Bayern with a a one nothing. Yeah. Two one win. Um, Barca, I think wins two zero. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Wednesday's games we have we have Lyon and Juventus. Who's going there, boys? Juve. 
It'll be Juve. Juve. Uh, no <laughs> no need to discuss that right now. <laughs> and the final game of uh, the first <sighs> leg. Real Madrid and City. That's the one that's got everybody kind of <sighs> yeah, drooling a little bit. I think this – I I, I, I was very excited for the Dortmund-PSG game. I think this one has the opportunity to be – Way better. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just uh I, I think it's just Real Madrid finally hit a stride. Yeah, third uh, form. City's slipping off, but with that, that ban and I don't know if we'll get into it, but but with the ban they uh this I, is it for pe- them. People potentially are, people are saying uh putting all the eggs in the basket here. This is potentially it for them for the next two seasons. So, so they're gonna uh, go they're gonna go all out for I th- it. I think I think Pep really it, it, he's he's gonna have some extra words to to give to the eleven that are gonna be on the field, and uh, I, I really think that Man City might pull it off. I think I put Man City in the same class as PSG. I think that they're 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 built to win leagues because they buy all the players. Leagues. Yeah, and I just think overall that they they usually choke because um, their fans are not that great. They don't <laughs> have that that club atmosphere that that you know a team like uh, United do. Yeah. But, <laughs> he said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> but uh, but but I, I really, at the end of the day, I think uh, I think Man City gonna they're they're gonna sneak this one out, and uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a really really great game. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's gonna think it's, let anyone down. I, I, I really think don't. it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be something that everyone should try and tune into if you can. Whether you're at work, pull it up on the computer. You can get a chance Fun. to sneak home. Amen. Um, Hit the record button and shut your phone off. Whatever yeah. you got to do. DVR, DVR. <laughs> so that is that is Champions League for um, week one. Um, one one more thing we want to touch on is the Man City ban. It came out last week. We had um, the news that um, Man City had had uh, broken some financial fair play rules and would face a thirty million dollar euro and two year competition ban in Champions League. Um, yeah. And, and Europa, right? It's, it's and Europa. Europa. And Europa. It's but Europa they're, yeah. Yeah. And, but they're not going to be in Europa. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's massive for European football, and it's it's massive for, for EPL because now that, that sixth place that's generally just outside Europa League is now Europa League spot, and that fifth place that everyone's going for for Europa League is now technically a Champions League spot if if the appeals go if the ban holds and the appeals do not go through so it'll be really interesting to see what happens um we should be finding out exactly the results there uh they've got a cast um you know coming going and looking at the financial piece of it um for those who don't know um there tom alluded to earlier um they're suspected of having their sponsors "Quote unquote sponsors." Basically, they sent about thirty to fifty million dollars to their sponsors, and then have the sponsors give it back, which is technically fraud. Um, so they're they're looking to see how that's going to end up, and and if, if it does hold, then you know, like we said, they're, they're going to be in big trouble. Um, so this could be it for a couple years for Man City. So they've got to really make sure they uh, at least get to a semi or a final because you're, you're you're looking at a hundred million dollars. Um, for for Champions League spots in the, in the knockout stages that they're no longer going to have for two years, um, not to mention the sponsorship deals that that have that Champions League, um, you know, tied into it. So if, if they're not into it's it, it's massive. It's, it's, crazy. it's, it, it's potentially a major major setback for what has now been in the past what almost eight years. Eight, eight years, one of the most dominant teams, um, especially in England. Super club. Um, I think, I think since now this this would be considered their second offense, and you you don't you're not going to see you're not going to see UEFA bring this up to one of the most powerful clubs in the world, unless they have an airtight defense. So I I see this sticking, and I see it, and again I could be absolutely wrong because of the power that Man City has, but I could see I really do see this sticking, and I could see this really being. A, a, a huge piece of English football and, 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 and football history because it, it really takes one of the biggest powerhouses that we've seen in the last eight years, ten years, and just basically turns them into nothing. Um, they, they could also face Premier League fines and bans. Which point are, deductions. And point deductions, which, is, which is, would be huge. Um, 
Yeah, I, I've said that with if that if that comes through, you could see Liverpool lifting two Premier League trophies this oh year. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, I'll, I'll just give real quick my thoughts. Um, part of the reason I was kind of picking Man City to beat Real Madrid. Uh, was because players like Kevin De Bruyne, this is the only one I could use. Uh, I don't know anyone else's contracts, details, but he's on the hook to lose $3 million over the next two years, uh, staying with Man City because he has Champions League incentives. I'm sure most of the top-end players at Man City do as well. Um, there's just huge implications with, with the money for these guys. Um, not that they need more, but I'm sure they want more. Um, but overall, I, I, I just think... You look at teams like PSG, who've run into UEFA problems before, and they've bought lawyers, and UEFA backed down. UEFA isn't backing down this time. That makes me think that they got something extra. Uh, so I was agreeing with you there, Tom. Uh, but overall, um, I, I think that the ban might end up being one year, maybe a 10-point uh, reduction in, in the Premier League to start off the next season. Um, but, but overall, I, I don't think it's going to end up being as big. I think this is more of a warning shot from UEFA with the, with the super clubs. And I just think uh, it, it won't stick it as hard as uh, a lot of people are expecting it to. But I think it's more sending a message. So here's, here's the question. I, I get what you're saying. That <clears throat> What's the message going to be if they do, if they do reduce it? Is uh, basically you got to sit out one year. And that's a, a club like that, a club like PSG, where money is basically infinite. Mm-hmm. What's the message going to be there? Is we're gonna we're gonna in the media make you look like fools, but really we're just gonna back down. So I, that's why I don't think it, it gets reduced. That's why I think it's it stays where it is, and it stays kind of uh, crippling because you don't want to see you don't want to see team uh, you don't want to see your club if you're an owner, your your <clears throat> whatever you don't want to see your team fall for that kind of stuff. So. I think it sticks. I think we're 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 witnessing the end of the Man City run. Um, oh, oh, yeah, put it I on would, the books there. I, I would, I would, it. I would agree so with that. So, who's your as biggest well. rival in England? Is it Man U? Maybe <laughs> 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 even a couple of years. Maybe a couple of years. Uh, but quick. A, a going going back to that, looking at the table. So, if this holds, if it sticks, we have Tottenham sitting in fifth right now. So. That's a team that we just talked about that's in the middle of a rebuild going back to Champions League. And then we would have the newly promoted this year, Sheffield United, in sixth place right now going to Europa, which I think is fantastic. Massive. Great for them. Fantastic, which would be so fun to watch. It's been fun to watch Wolves Wolves Wolves, this year in Europa. They've they've been a great, yeah. And in England. I I love watching Wolves. Um, But, yeah, so... We'll, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see what comes out in in the hearing and, and all that kind of stuff, and we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, boys, it's been a, been a long good episode. Yeah, it's been good, man. Um, Danny, thanks for joining us. We'll have you back on next nice. next uh, next Champions League recap and, and EPL recap. Um, so that that about wraps it up here for some, from Success in Soccer. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, again, send us send us your comments <clears throat> and your feedback, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.